Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 190 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Wow, we are getting close to 200 episodes of the podcast, which is super exciting. I can't quite believe we've got nearly 200 episodes, so I might ask a little favour of you in a moment if you are a regular listener to the podcast. But welcome to this week's episode. I'm excited to chat to you today about how I plan for a successful year with my team before I get into it, I wanted to welcome back our returning and our regular listeners. It's so great to have you here. I know many of you have reached out and let me know particular episodes you've been enjoying lately or re-listening to things as you've needed them in your business, which is always great. And don't forget, you can always do that if there's a particular thing that you think, oh, um, that's not really relevant to me right now, but I might come back to it. All of the episodes are available exactly where you are listening to this uh, episode now, or you can always head over to our website, peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au, and the episodes are all there for you when you need them. So dive back into that back catalogue if there's something that you meant to come back to and just haven't had a chance to yet. For our new listeners, welcome. It is wonderful to have you here. For those who I don't know, hi, my name's Christy Lee. I am, of course, the host of this podcast. I'm a HR practitioner at heart and I work with small to medium-sized businesses largely on all things team and people management. I am particularly passionate about helping business owners to navigate the complexities of ensuring they've got HR compliance in place, but more importantly, helping them become the boss and the leader they need to be in their business. Because I know from firsthand experience and also from the people I work with, that the only way to have a business that gives you all the success that you want, well, however you measure that, as well as any sense of freedom from your business is by having the right team, not just any team, but the right team and knowing how to lead and manage them and engage and motivate them once they're there, of course. I've lived the experience of having a very successful business and zero freedom. It's not what I want for myself anymore, and it's certainly not what I want for you either. So if you want to have a business that is successful and gives you freedom through having a great team, this is certainly the podcast for you. So welcome to our new listeners. It is wonderful to have you here. Now, as I alluded to, we are at episode 190, which means we are hurtling towards 200 episodes of the podcast, and I am preparing something special to celebrate our 200th episode. And to that end, if there is a favorite episode of the podcast that you have listened to, I know there's a couple of episodes that people tell me they go back and listen to over and over again to sort of get the strategy right or to implement something. The Clean Slate exercise episode is one that comes to mind, actually. So if you've got a favorite episode or one particular aha moment or piece of wisdom that has just really stayed with you that you've heard here on the podcast, could you do me a favor and send me an email to let me know because it's going to help in my celebration for the 200th episode and I'd love to include you in that celebration. All you need to do is email me at hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au 
or of course post in the Facebook group HR Support for Australian Businesses and let me know your favourite episode or your favourite piece of uh, wisdom or aha moment that you've experienced from listening to the podcast. I would love to get you involved in episode 200. So hello at peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au. Let me know. I'm really keen to hear from you. Right, okay, let's get into today's episode. So today we're talking about planning. In fact, we've got a few episodes coming up for you on planning because it is that season for me. So today I wanted to sort of share with you how I plan for a successful year with my team. So kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit today and sharing uh, some of my processes. So today I guess I want to check in with you. Do you plan? Are you a planner? Are you a very detailed planner or are you an anti-planner? To be honest, I'm not really someone that's been a particular lover of documented planning, like when I started my business, if someone said, have you got a business plan? Uh, hell no, <laughs> definitely not. I found the concept boring, to be honest. I'm more of an action taker. I just like to get in and get things done. But I have learned over the years, and I've had my own business for uh, 17 years now, I think, um, that planning, particularly the big picture level for me, is critical to success and to a successful year. And so today I thought I'd chat about why now in terms of timing for planning, why this is the time I plan. For me, the importance of stepping back and away and creating space to plan and when and why you want to get your team on board with your planning and how important that actually is in the process. So that's what I thought we'd chat about today in this first planning episode. So timing, let's talk timing and why I want to chat about this now. So at the time this episode is released, it will be the beginning of November. Can't quite believe how fast this year has gone. And for me, in my current iteration of my business, late November seems to be the time to plan. In fact, I know that it is the time that I need to have done some planning. But this year, I've just been noticing something really interesting, and that is that I am being pulled to start planning earlier. So I just had this gut instinct, I guess you would call it, just a real need to start planning towards the end of October, actually, which was really interesting. That is a little earlier than I would usually plan. And I think it's come about for a few reasons. One is I really want to map out next year. I'm going to share why in a moment um, ahead of time. And I want to be, I've made a decision as part of my planning that I want to be a lot more intentional with the information that I'm bringing you here on the podcast, the training that I'm delivering for our people-powered HR members, um, my availability to be present for uh, my Power Boss coaching clients, which I'm really, really loving that program. So it was interesting that I started to be pulled. And what I find for me personally, and, and you may be like this as well, I'm not great at planning when I set two hours on a Monday aside and say, right, that's your planning time. You have to plan then. I kind of need, I plan better, I will say, when I'm inspired to plan, when I feel the need to plan. And this week, actually, this showed up in the form of I've had a week, I've had a few very, very, very busy months where I've been on meetings back to back. I've certainly hit a bit of a stage of burnout as a result and I find myself in a week where I've got lots to do, heaps to do, but not too many face-to-face meetings, not too many Zoom meetings in, in my world. And um, I just felt the need to get the planner out and start planning. Which, And so when I feel that way, and, I, and if I've got the space to do it, of course, I will run with that because I find that 
I'm being pulled in that direction for a reason. Um, so for me, timing, it is about November and I find it really beneficial because I want to be deliberate about the things I'm doing now that are going to come to fruition in the new year so that I'm not uh, doing things for doing things sake that actually aren't going to be that relevant. So for me, it's always November, but it's just interesting to watch when you feel pulled to plan. And I encourage you, if that is you, provided you're not someone that just loves to plan for the sake of planning, because I think that's a, I'm certainly not that person. So when I feel pulled to plan, I think it's good to listen to that intuition because it's probably telling you that for a reason. And maybe it's because the plans you're creating are going to take longer than you anticipated or you need, for me, I'm quite visual. So I kind of need to see, oh, I've got too much going on there. That's never going to work. Or there's the gap that I was looking for in the calendar. I can put this thing that I want to do there. So uh, for me, the first point is a visual uh, reference point, which is a giant annual um, calendar. Um, it's I can't think of the brand, but um, I use uh, chalk pens on it so I can, you know, move things around and so forth. So I start with a visual prompt. So for you, timing-wise might be different. So November might be your busiest month of the year. So that's a crazy time for you to be planning, right? I know I've worked with businesses where they are extremely busy coming into Christmas. Um, home renovation companies, um, companies that are doing things to help people get ready for Christmas, obviously, retail, hospitality, those kind of industries. This could be your busiest time of year. So it's not going to be a great time for planning. But I will say that if you are planning based on a calendar year format, you absolutely must get that done before the year is out, for the year ahead. Do not start planning in January. That is terrible timing because of what will happen is if you're not even starting planning in January, you're not starting to get any traction on those plans till February, March, maybe even April. So you're constantly chasing your tail for the year because you're behind. You haven't started from the get-go at the beginning of January. You started planning in January. So if you know that October, November, December are bedlam and there's no chance you're going to be able to plan, maybe calendar year isn't right for you. Maybe you should be doing financial year planning because in June, you or maybe even May, you've got heaps of time. That's your quiet period then you should be doing your planning on a financial year, not a calendar year. So you've got to pick what works for your business and what works for you personally, of course. Um, and for me, calendar year is how I prefer to plan and it works for my business. So just think about that, but do absolutely do not start your 2024 planning in January. That's not going to work for you. Um, so I have definitely left planning too late in my previous iterations of my business. And I've uh, what I used to do actually quite a lot was use the Christmas New Year break period. Um, even though we never really shut down when I had a consulting business, we certainly were operating on skeleton staff and it was always quieter because a lot of our clients were on a break. And I would do a lot of my planning over that period, but the result was I wasn't then delivering that plan to the team until everyone was back, which is, you know, mid-January, usually by the time everyone's back on board. So January was therefore a write-off in terms of what we were going to get done. So February at best was our first real month. So that's why doing it over that period is not necessarily the best idea either. And sometimes you need a break. So, you know, maybe that's not the best time for business planning. So think about timing. That's that's definitely the first thing I would encourage you to do. And for me, it is absolutely always November. The other thing that's important to me with planning is I've recognized the importance of stepping back from the laptop slash the day-to-day -day work and even putting myself in a different location Um certainly creating space and time is critical for me to do any decent planning. 
Personally, I cannot do any proper planning when I'm flat out, when I've got a thousand emails coming at me, which is sort of every day, I certainly got to turn my email inbox off whilst I'm planning. Um, and really, and I think this is the, the case for so many of us, I don't plan well in my usual working zone. I need to put myself in a different location. Now, that could be my dining room table on my back deck, just not at my desk, for example. I do find it handy having that huge annual calendar that I spoke about because it doesn't fit on my desk. I have to physically move to somewhere else, either in my office or uh, at a different, you know, somewhere else in my home to do, to actually put that thing out. Uh, So that makes me move. I've actually previously gone away to do my planning. Um, So one year I spent a couple of days in a cottage in the Hunter Valley and it was dedicated planning time. So um, my husband and I went for, I think it was four days and the first two days was, you can do whatever you like, but I'm going to be doing business planning. So don't expect me to be going out to lunch with you or doing anything like that. So I had to set it up and communicate that this was actually dedicated business planning time. Um, and he went off and had a break or did whatever he was doing and we had dinner together and then I'm planning again the next day. And then we had the weekend to enjoy everything that is fabulous at the Hunter Valley. So I found that really beneficial. I was sitting outside in the beautiful nature. I had highlighters and pens and calendars and all sorts of things. And for me, putting myself in that external space lets me do more, I guess, creative thinking about what's important for the year ahead and, you know, what's really important to me. Um, So I have to remove myself from the busyness. And in my experience, most people do need to do that too. I know people that love to plan together, like even if they're in completely separate businesses, they like to get together and all do their planning. I'm not so great with that because I start hearing everyone else's ideas and I get distracted um, and I find that I need, and this just might be my slightly introverted nature, I need to be more by myself when I do my planning. But if you're much more social, doing planning with a group of other business buddies might be a great plan for you. And I know lots of people that do that. In fact, my mastermind that I'm a part of, they have a planning day where everyone sits in the room and plans together. I won't do my best planning in that room. It's just not me. And that's totally fine. As I said, I can't force to say that's when I'm going to do all my planning. It just doesn't work for me. Um, In a future episode, I'll share with you some of the strategies I use to plan effectively. But I find for me, creating that kind of space, removing myself from my day-to-day environment is so important to me. Because for me, as I said, I'm all about having a business that is successful by all the measures, but also gives me a sense of freedom. For many years, I did not understand the value of that. So I want to plan in um, things that are important to me personally as well. So one thing I will share with you is I've just, this is going to sound silly, I've just come to the realisation that with four teenagers uh, in our family, I've only got a few years left, well, a couple of years max, before most of those teenagers are not going to want a holiday with us anymore uh, and we'll be very independent. We've got two teenagers in our family who are currently learning to drive. One has already left home. Uh, We've got a younger teenager as well. There's only a couple of years of family holidays left and I've actually, that kind of hit me like a, you know, a real shock in recent weeks. So for me, Uh, the next year is going to be about doing some family travel because I want to milk that time. That's really important to me. Um, Although my daughter has assured me that if I'm paying, she'll come at any age on a holiday with me. So that's good to know. But for me, that realization that I've only got a couple of years left and I want to really 
be present and enjoy that time with my teens as much as you can enjoy being with teens. So I need to put that into the calendar and I need to figure out how I'm going to work around that. That's going to be important to me. So I'm going to map that in. For me also, this year has been busy, too busy in terms of the stress levels have been too high. I need to figure out how how I can pull back from that for next year. So all of that space and stepping away and stepping back allows me to really think about, okay, I don't want to do things this way again. So how else am I going to, um, you know, have a successful business, grow my team, grow my business in a way that allows for this travel, in a way that allows for this presence of time and with less stress. So I need to step away to do that. So let's assume you've got some plans in place and you've thought about what the year ahead's going to look like. You've decided, uh, you know, what products you're selling, what promotions you're doing, all of those things. When and why and how on earth do you get the team on board with all of this? And I see this go a few different ways. One is that um, business owners just don't communicate the plan with the team and then get frustrated that they're not coming along for the ride. Or the other is they share everything about the plan and the whys and everything with the team. And neither of those approaches, in my opinion, are the best way to go. So I think you absolutely need to get your team on board with the plans for the new year. And there's a few reasons for that. But your team don't necessarily need to know all of it. They don't need to know that you're planning it this way because you want to have a family holiday. That's not relevant to them. Um, They don't need to know that you're doing this because profitability is an issue because that will panic them. So you want to share enough information with your team that it engages them in the plan and gets them excited about the year ahead. So you don't want to give them no information, but also not too much information. Also think about who is your team more broadly, you know, in your life. It's important for me that I have my family on board with the plan. So this is when we're doing this and that. I'm going to be really busy here, here and here. Is there any issues with, you know, have we got any big events that I haven't put on the calendar? You know, have we got a formal that we need to get organized for those kind of things so that I've not missed anything from their perspective as well. But with your actual team, you absolutely need to get them on board with this plan before the Christmas break. Now, this is not a discussion for the Christmas party. You should definitely not do it then. But it's really important you get them on board with the 2024 plan this year for a few reasons. One, you want them going off on their Christmas break excited about what the new year holds for them. Now, it doesn't have to be all the details. This could be very high level. Maybe they need to know that you've got uh, an exciting new piece of equipment coming or that you've got a big project lined up that's going to start in March and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be really exciting for them to work on. It doesn't have to be the details just at a high level. But what this does is it creates engagement in the team so they're excited to come back. That is important because January is the highest time for resignations across every industry, across everywhere really, but in Australia in particular because this is our big break for the year. This is our summer break. What happens on the summer break is people catch up with family and friends, talk about how things are going, have a break from work, and they often spend a bit of time thinking about what's important to them for the year ahead. Are they enjoying work? Are they missing something at work? Do they want to do something else? All of that thinking does mean that people make the decision to change jobs in January and it is the peak time for resignations across most industries. So you want your team going away for the Christmas break excited about work for next year, not dreading work for next year and sharing these plans can really, really help with that. So I would generally with my teams do some kind of planning day or session or meeting with them 
in December, usually, the first half of December. As I said, this is not a time to have this discussion at the Christmas party. I also leave a gap between when I've done some planning and when I share it with the team because you need time for your plans to percolate a little because you're going to want to revisit things and think, oh, actually, I'm not sure I'm that keen on that or, oh, I forgot about this. And if you don't leave some space between your planning session and when you're going to share it with the team, you're, not, you're going to miss that percolating opportunity. And then you, then you might need to make changes and then the team think, oh, does she, you know, do you know what you're doing? Have we got all these different plans? So you want them to be confident in the plans. And focus in on what's, what's in it for them. Are we going to be teaching you new skills next year? Are you going to work, get to work on a new project? Are we going to add to the team and bring more team members in? The things that are important to them at work are the parts of the plans that you want to share now. So I would definitely be having a planning session. In fact, I've already got one booked with uh, one of my key team members for the end of November. So we're already straight into it. So that's how I plan. That's sort of the top line overview of the things that are key for me. It's about timing. It's about creating space and stepping away and getting my team on board for what next year is going to look like and making sure it's all aligned for them. I'm going to be back again with some other episodes on planning, so stay tuned for those. And in the meantime, I would love to hear from you on two things. One, about your planning, and the other about, as I mentioned, your favourite episode or your biggest takeaway from the podcast so far so that I can feature you in episode number 200, which is coming up very soon. So join us over in the Facebook group where you can share both of those things. Uh, The Facebook group is HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes wherever you are listening to this episode. And of course, you can also just search Facebook groups, HR Support Australia, and you will find us there. So come and join us. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great to have you here. And I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. 